What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatodito Boxing Show. And listen, wow, 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 wow. What what did we just witness here? The rematch between Anthony Joshua and uh, and Alexander Usyk uh, took place. And man, I mean, it, so much happened, right? So much happened. There was uh, several storylines that uh, that developed uh, during the fight, and then of course after the fight, uh, with the uh, AJ having a bit of a, a bit of a meltdown. Um, nonetheless, uh, it was a good fight once again. It was a, a fairly good fight, fairly uh, fairly entertaining fight, and then from there we started seeing uh, AJ stop the attack stopped the urgency that he began the fight with we knew that he was going to change his style we knew that he was going to try to approach this differently in which he did credit to him he did he ended up getting robert garcia in his corner and it looked like they had somewhat of a of a different game plan and the game plan was almost reminiscent of a canelo triple g2 and i say that because the plan was AJ to take the attack and take the fight to Usyk rather than becoming the counterpuncher in which he was um, the first fight. First fight, the issues that I noticed on that first fight were for AJ was that he was not fighting tall. He was not utilizing his height, uh, which would definitely make his jab and his punching reach an advantage. He ended up fighting low, fighting down to Usyk's height. Usyk fights a little bit lower than uh, than than most fighters right but he's a little bit shorter in stature and he fights low himself so making aj compromise a lot of his height and a lot of the advantage that he would possess if he was to stand a little bit more upright and uh and and utilize his uh his his attack that way at least generate his attack by being a little bit more upright and uh and and making things difficult for for usik aj Abandoned that in the first fight, became more of a counter puncher, wanted to box the boxer. And we noticed that Usyk utilized Papachenko's game plan in the first fight. Uh, Papachenko's game plan that Lomachenko had used in previous fights. And, uh, and that was to line his lead foot, his lead left foot, line it up with the lead foot of the opponent, in this case, AJ. And, and therefore, whenever they were going to attack, all he had to do was veer to the right and get out of the way of AJ's right hand. When a left hand would come, a uh, Usyk would duck under and come up with a high jab or a looping hook, right hook, and evade that punch. Usyk boxed masterfully and his plan worked marvelously in the first fight against AJ getting him off rhythm catching him off guard outboxing him outpointing him and outclassing him that's the key outclassing him outsmarting him that was the key he made it happen made things difficult for AJ and took his titles from him the rematch, AJ said, I'm going to do something different. I even want to go for the knockout. I'm going to try something different. He changed trainers, uh, changed camps, Robert Garcia in his corner, and they did. They actually developed a, set, a, a fairly good plan, a fairly safe plan. And uh, and this, it started looking as if AJ was actually going to capitalize on that. And he was about to go two for two in a high profile, second time he found himself in a high profile rematch 
The first, of course, against Andy Ruiz, it looked like he was going to go once again, um, regain his titles. There were glimpses early on in the early rounds. There were glimpses that AJ had found something and was capitalizing on a weakness that they had worked on in their camp. And glimpses of success in the early rounds. You started to get the feel. The crowd was in it. You started to get the feel like AJ's about to do something special. He's going to get these titles back tonight. And then he gassed. Usyk was also gassed. A lot of heavy leather. A lot of heavy punches exchanged between these two. Joshua, much like the first fight, he marked up Usyk a lot more than what Usyk did to him. So you know that Joshua possesses the power. And you know that when he hits, and when he hit Usyk in the first fight, he was the one that was damaging Usyk more so than Usyk damaging Joshua. Usyk's damage to Joshua was by accumulation of punches. But every time Joshua would just have to throw one missile downrange and it would hurt Usyk, whether it was to the body or the face. This fight was no exception. Joshua had a lot of success finding the body, had a lot of success finding uh, finding the head. Uh, but he didn't focus so much on head hunting like he did the first fight. He tried to mix his attack and and mix his punches and he was doing very well in the early rounds. Of course, Joshua comes in as a heavier fighter by 23 pounds or 22 and a half pounds, something like that, uh, where he came in at 244 and change. Usyk came in at 221 and change. Um, the confidence was on the level of, uh, of, um, Usyk, of course, and Usyk's corner, but Joshua came in a very confident, very sure, and a very ready, uh, boxer, uh, on this night. And then, and then it, it started, gassing them out what's the issue what happened is aj out of shape no is aj aging no is aj getting past his prime uh is aj overhyped no none of those you're facing a boxer who flinches who changes his look changes his angles is very good at giving you different looks is very, very good at baiting you. And that's Usyk. He's very good at baiting you. He flinches and twitches and comes in, comes out. He goes in, lands something, acts like he's going to throw something, gets out of the way. And when you are on the reset or actually moving in for an attack, he's already swinging. He's, his punch is already being delivered. That's Usyk. And he continues to move and move and move left, right, left, right, left, right, up, down. And he continues to keep you off rhythm, unable to read him. And that was the key to the first fight, what found Usyk's success. And after the early rounds, he began to set into his fight, settle into his rhythm, and begin to get comfortable getting AJ off his plan. Plan A was working wonderfully for AJ, in my opinion, and Plan B was being discussed as the rounds went on. No plan C. So he began headhunting and he began throwing power shots and hoping to get the big home run punch to get Usyk out of the way. And Usyk is just too elusive. He did get caught a lot more than he did in the first fight. AJ had a lot more success and found Usyk both in the body and in the head a lot more than he did in the first fight. 
in my opinion, a lot, at least clearer shots, damaging shots. But they were too far in between. And he was giving Usyk too much time to recover, too much time to dance around, a lot of hesitation once we get into the middle rounds and the later rounds. And then he gets his second win. AJ gets his second win around the ninth round and puts on a clinic to where we started thinking that he was going to possibly knock down, if not knock out, Usyk. Usyk was in trouble. Usyk's going left to right along the ropes. It was exciting. It was an exciting moment of the fight in which AJ just goes after him, starts hunting him. He goes after him, and Usyk is just basically survive on survival mode, full-on survival mode, high gear, high guard, uh, and, and just bouncing from the ropes trying to stay alive. AJ's landing some good punches. He's grabbing them. He's punching to the body, and Usyk would throw suppressive fire, basically, throw some punches, uh, just hoping to push AJ back, but AJ was just on a mission and seems to have gassed himself out in that round. Usyk survives through a small combination to close the round, survives, walks to the corner, and it looks like AJ emptied out whatever second bit of wind he had gathered, whatever he had mustered up, left his body. He came out in the 10th trying to capitalize on his strong attack from the 9th, walking forward, Usyk was ready. And Usyk started hitting him to the body. It, it was a great game plan to where not only was Usyk going down, um, basically making Joshua think he's going to generate punches to the body, he would end up going low and popping up high with hooks, with right hooks and left hooks time and again. And heavy, heavy leather that he was catching Joshua with, which he ended up pushing Joshua back, making him take a step back or several steps back. Usyk gaining control, and then he turns it on. He realized Joshua is gassing, and then whatever damage and whatever attack and surge Joshua had in the ninth, Usyk turned the table on Joshua and came at him really, really strong in the tenth and wouldn't let off uh, the remaining uh, the remaining two rounds. Uh, after this, Joshua had some glimpses there in the 10th round where he had Usyk against the ropes, landed a heavy uppercut to the body, partially blocked. But it was that. It was too far in between and uh, and he was unable to to land anything of note to be able to damage Usyk enough to get him out of there or at least knock him down and switch the scoring uh, in his favor. It was it was another masterful performance by by Usyk down the stretch. Uh, it was very impressive to see that Usyk is able to withstand that much damage, withstand adversity, and then go right back to business and switch back to his comfort zone and impose his style on the, oppos on, on, on the opponent. That's the impressive part to me. Usyk is able to impose his style on his opponents, regardless of who's standing in front of him, regardless of the height disadvantage, regardless of the reach or the power. He's able to impose his style, and he's going to make the other fighter fight his fight. Regardless of how many rounds he dealt with and the adversity he was dealing with, he turned the table back to his favor, back to his side, uh, and, and turned the tide back to his favor, 
and uh, and capitalized on it. He retains his titles, and Joshua is basically left uh, with another loss in his record, and very in a, in a, in a tough spot now. I would like to hear from you guys and let me know where you guys feel that Joshua is, because he had a bit of a meltdown. He had a bit of a meltdown at the end where he walks out of the ring, a bit of a tantrum at that where he felt like he gave it his all and he did. Credit to Joshua, he did. He gave it his all, but he this is the one fighter that has his number. Unable to beat him, unable to outsmart him, unable to outclass him or outpower him because Joshua is just... He's set in his ways, and Usyk is just too fast, too smart, too slick for Joshua. It just posed so many problems for Joshua, and whenever Joshua would try to duck and and begin an attack from bottom up, Usyk was already touching him to the head on his way down and on his way up. Tough style for Joshua to be able to face, uh, to face against, and 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 to match up with. And it proved again that Usyk is just uh, a slicker, smarter, quicker, better boxer, just chess uh, at its highest uh, with a with a fairly good player in Joshua. Uh, but Usyk was just notches above. This was a better version of Joshua that we saw in the second fight here versus that of the first fight. Uh, and Usyk had an answer for that as well. Very impressive. And, uh, and, and, and what I was getting at is that I would like to hear from you guys to see where does Joshua stand now? Is, should Joshua start dwindling his career down and close out? Should we start pushing for a Joshua Wilder, uh, where Deontay would come back and, and face him? Reports that I've seen so far are that Deontay may very well be facing off against Robert Hellenius here in the latter part of the year. Uh, that's a fight that's being rumored. Uh, Andy Ruiz is going to be coming up uh, against King Kong Luis Ortiz. And uh, and Usyk, of course, we would want to see him against Tyson Fury, right? Tyson Fury holds the other two titles, the ring and the WBC, put all the titles on the line. Usyk has the IBO title, which is not one of the major sanctioning bodies, but is still a recognized belt by, by many. Um, and he's walking around with it. So he technically has four titles, even though three are the major sanctioning, uh, the WBA, WBO, IBF. And uh, and Tyson Fury walking around with the WBC and the Ring Magazine Lineal Heavyweight Championship. Um, what do you think? Usyk, Tyson Fury, Joshua, Tyson Fury, because Joshua's in a tough spot. Should he try to go for the Tyson Fury fight, get himself into another title fight, even though he just came off of back-to-back losses? But that would be a massive payday and one that would definitely get Tyson Fury out of his semi-retirement that he seems to be in. He hasn't announced that he's relinquishing his titles. So he's not really retired yet. But he was definitely waiting to see what the result would be on this night. And now that we know that Usyk, uh, he bested Joshua Will we see Usyk and Tyson Fury? Will those negotiations go well? Will they go south? Or should we be pulling for a Joshua uh, Fury in a big mega fight for UK boxing, for British boxing? Most likely they would sell out the Wembley or the O2 and uh, and pack 100,000 plus like he did against uh, Klitschko. Just go for the money or go stateside and fight Wilder in Vegas 
that's a fight that people wanted, and it would be a great comeback fight for both after Wilder came out of that trilogy with um, with Fury. If he is, in fact, going to be fighting uh, Robert Hellenius here in the latter part of the year, then let's see how he turns out, and should he be victorious, Joshua and Wilder would probably be one to visit, and that would be a big, big money fight as well, but none bigger than Tyson Fury and Joshua for UK boxing and for heavyweight boxing. If Fury was able to sell out as much as he did with Dillian White, imagine what the numbers would be like with Joshua and Fury in the ring against one another. With that said, mentally, I don't know where Joshua's at because that little tantrum that he threw at the end, uh, it took him a few minutes. He walked, almost walked to the back and then did a circle and then started circling back to the ring, came back to the ring and uh, with some advisors that were following him, he gets back to the ring and then is very apologetic, then takes the mic and gives a bit of a speech. Uh, which was a little bit all over the place, but very heartfelt, very emotional. Joshua, where is he at mentally? What happened? Is it the fact that he just felt like he gave it all and he still came up short? I'm sure that's a bit of it. I'm sure it's the adrenaline, the all kinds of things. His head's going a thousand miles a minute at that time. I get it. But he, he snapped a little bit. I guess you could say he snapped. Bit of a tantrum, bit of a show that he put on at the end. Nonetheless, he gathered himself. He came back in the ring. Um, it caught people off guard, but then he ended up getting some some applause, some applause, uh, applause. And uh, I mean, where's he at? Is this the end of Joshua? Was he overhyped? I don't think so. It just must be really, really tough that you feel like you got this guy's number and he once again comes out victorious, and it's not. Because the judges got it wrong, it was evident, and he felt it. He felt it that he got vested. He knows that he got vested twice by the same man. So where do we go with this? You know, like I, I would like to hear what you guys think. Is he going to be going the route of Fury and a big money mega fight? Is he going to be going the route of going back to stateside where he has a big following as well and do another mega fight against Wilder? Both of them coming off losses. And uh, it, very interesting, very, very interesting position that Anthony Joshua uh, finds himself in. And of course, we see it all the time. A fighter loses and you start getting the critics. Everybody points the finger. Everybody starts saying and taking credit that they told you so. They told you so that he was overhyped. I knew that he was going to lose. I knew that he would BS. When everything's going good, everybody's on the bandwagon. When as soon as a fighter loses, everybody jumps against them and starts hunting them down and uh, and and diminishing their accolades. So I will. I'm interested to hear from you guys in regards to that. And uh, and it's good to be back. Good to be back be, uh, behind the microphone and speaking to you guys. And uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys again for for checking out the show, for spreading the word to your friends, to your loved ones, to your coworkers. And uh, the show continues to grow. The downloads continue to go. And as far as, uh, as long as we continue to have this relationship, I will continue to uh, find time to get in front of the microphone and speak to you guys, give you hopefully uh, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a different perspective, a different angle on the sport, a different point of view, different type of commentary, uh, because it's humble. There's nothing negative on my end. I always try to keep everything positive. No, no, no bait, no clout chasing. Let's just stay positive and talk about the positive, the positive things that we have within the sport instead of the negatives. And very few times you'll catch me, uh, on the negatives, which happen to be 
judges. Uh, the judges, whenever they end up putting out an incompetent score, incompetent score, uh, to me, it's, there's no bigger slap in the face than when a judge, uh, does a half-assed performance, uh, and ends up affecting both of the fighters careers by giving the wrong decision to the wrong fighter or the wrong decision to the right fighter where the critics will end up jumping on that because it's a wider margin than it should have been right fighter wins but what the hell score did you give them or wrong fighter wins what the hell fight did you see you know those those scenarios are the ones that really rub me the wrong way other than that uh I like to keep it positive and you guys know you guys could go back and check the catalog and thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys so much for, for all the love and support. And uh, don't forget to check out the Instagram page uh, where I'll be uploading this. Leave me comments there and I'll, I'll start engaging in, uh, in, in the comments and the questions through, uh, through the Instagram page. Tomatolito Boxing Show. Checking out. Salud.